Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One, two, three, four. Filled with odd fright. See Jurassic right. Hey everyone, Steve Ray Morris here, and welcome to See Jurassic Right. It's the Jurassic World Dominion Review. Anyway, hello. Hi, Penny. Uh, (laughs) Hey, everyone. Uh, This is a little off the cuff, mostly because, well, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do for the review, but I've seen the movie three times right now. And I got to see, I I was going to record it last night after seeing uh, it again for the third time. But uh, I guess I got too excited and then I fell asleep. So anyway, (laughs) uh, the first time I saw the movie, I got to go to the Jurassic World Dominion premiere. And I am so, so thankful for Perry Nemirov from Collider. Thank you again for inviting me, for letting me be your plus one. It was such an incredible experience to go see the film, you know, with the cast and the crew. And uh, and for, you know, for people who follow me on social media. I basically wore a, I don't know what you call it, but like a pant 
shorts situate like a suit short situation that was an homage to Dr. Ellie Sattler's outfit in the original Jurassic Park. So salmon pink jacket, shorts, salmon pink shorts, and then I had a khaki shirt and khaki boots for obviously the khaki that Ellie wears. And then my nails are purple for the tank top. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, the premiere was so great getting to hear Colin talk about, you know, just how much this experience has meant to him. He got a little choked up, which was very sweet. Um, I truly adore that man and my respect for him has only grown across this franchise. I really love what Emily and Colin have done with this franchise in this movie. I tr- it's I uh, I threw up my my initial ranking. Uh, I threw up. I <laughs> I posted my current ranking of all the films in the Jurassic franchise. It goes Jurassic Park, Jurassic World Dominion, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic Park Three, Lost World, and Jurassic World. So do with that what what you will. But you know me, I love everyone's list. I love when lists change. You know, my list has changed so much uh, over the years and will continue to change. But uh, and then afterwards, we got to go to the party. And that was really cool. I got to see everyone from Jurassic Outpost and Chaos Theorem. And just I was I don't think I got home till four in the morning. So that was a lot of fun. And then round two, I got to see the film with my buddy Faith and Krista and Caleb and Judy. Um, It was an IMAX thing on Thursday when it came out. And it it was very funny because I definitely feel like they advertised the... um, It was supposed to be like Q&A event. And I felt like I showed up there like waiting to go see everyone in person. But no, it was actually like a simulcast in the IMAX theaters across the world, which is very cool. And it was a very cool... Q&A for sure. And I mean, my love for Bryce Dallas Howard grows every day. She is so, I mean, she's just an icon in her own right. And, you know, between being an actor and now being an incredible great, I mean, she, she's directed one of the best hours of Star Wars period. Like it's like, I was talking to somebody the other day and I'm like, Ryan Johnson, Irvin Kirshner, her like, you know, and obviously George, you got to give it up to George, but like, I mean, those are the best Star Wars directors. Like, Bryce Dallas Howard is one of the best Star Wars directors. And I think something cool is going to happen. I think Bryce is either going to direct a Star Wars or like another, like a Star Wars film or a whole series, or she's going to direct the next Jurassic movie. I just feel like there's like a Vanity Fair article about her as a director and stuff. I feel like we're going to get some cool announcement with her regarding her directorial work soon. I know she's directing... I think she's directing the Flight of the Navigator reboot, but I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, it's early in the morning, but, uh, and then round three, I went just by myself last night at the IMAX by the Alpha Minion um, over at Universal. But yeah, Jurassic World Dominion. This will be spoilers because I mean, I think at this point enough people have seen it, but you know, turn back now if you don't want to be spoiled, but Truly the greatest joy of Jurassic World Dominion is that it is the Ellie Sattler-focused Jurassic Park sequel that we never got back in the day. Obviously, Lost World was Malcolm, JP3 was Grant's sequel, and Ellie Sattler's sequel is Jurassic World Dominion. She is the driving plot of the story. And like essentially the main plot of the story is that as dinosaurs have come across the world and you know we're battling for Dominion. Wu decides to release, uh, or, you know, at the hands of uh, Lewis Dotson, 
they release this type of prehistoric, this Cretaceous era prehistoric locusts that have basically started to, you know, eat up the world's food supply. And it's Ellie at the center of it all trying to stop it. And, you know, everything that involves with, hi, Penny, everything that involves, you know, that is involved with, uh, you know, Macy's story, which besides Ellie Sattler and the fact that Jurassic World Dominion is essentially the intrigue and sort of, uh, yeah, like the, it's not quite a mystery, but because, you know, it's obviously like dinosaurs and tampering with genetic material, but the the intrigue of the original Michael Crichton Jurassic Park and Lost World novels, it felt so much like those first 50 pages of both those novels. Just the globe trotting and and just being like, what's going on here? We have to figure this out. Let's science this bitch, you know. Uh, but not too much because then <laughs> then you're then you're uh, you know messing with nature. But and then just like just tons of Andromeda strain and Congo and prey. Besides Ellie's story in Jurassic World Dominion, which was my favorite, what I also truly loved and was surprised by was Macy and Blue and Beta and Charlotte's storyline. I was truly like emotionally blown away by that and how beautifully resonant it is throughout the entire saga. Like where you see that photo, where you see that photo of Charlotte under the Jurassic Park gates, I was like, I think that was the first moment that I like shed a tear. I was just so... I don't know. It like really, it really puts Jurassic Park in context with like a larger story about, again, not just dinosaurs, but genetic tampering and sort of man's attempt at dominion over this earth. And I I feel like, I don't know. I just think that that story is just going to grow more and more as, um, you know, as we rewatch all the movies, like I want to rewatch Jurassic Park with that in mind. I don't know. It was so beautiful. And I would say that my only, my only like real gripe with this movie, as far as like, you know, obviously there's lots of little details and things we can nitpick, but like, you know, for me, I think the biggest thing that I would say is missing from the movie is the fact that the Rexy storyline doesn't have a beginning. It's in the prologue, you know, the, her battle with the Giga, but and so for me and that con- because you don't have that context, you don't have that prologue segment. I felt like Rexy's storyline like just felt kind of like not part of the rest of the movie. And so when you get to the end with the Giga and um, Giga and Rexy and Therizinosaurus fight in my mind, watching it the first times I was like, you could just take this out of the movie and it wouldn't really make a difference. But then rewatching it a third time, I was like oh, it's not about us. That's what Grant said. And what I love about this movie is that, you know, it's people and their problems with dinosaurs and it's dinosaurs and their problem with people and it's people with their problem with people. And then Rexy's storyline is dinosaurs problem with dinosaurs. And so in what felt very like land before time to me, like essentially Rexy is coming into the valley. She's had all this experience at Jurassic Park, at Jurassic World, on the loose. And you've got the Giga, who's like this total bully. And Rexy's like, we're not going to rule. We know, I, she, you know, she's not going to rule with just being a bully. She's going to rule with respect. You know, this is, <laughs> this is Book of Boba Fett here. And so Rexy decides to team up and cooperate, you know, team up with the Therizinosaurus and get rid of the Giga and hopefully create a more peaceful you know, valley existence with all the other dinosaurs. And yeah, it just felt very land before time to me. I was very excited. And when that finally clicked for me, I think that's 
that's what made me really be like, oh, okay, I totally get the the thematic, or I get the 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 relevance and theming of uh, of Rexy's storyline in this film. So, and you know, I, I've never been too shy about saying that. You know, I think Chris Pratt ultimately was a little miscast in these Jurassic movies for me, but I was so impressed, and I really love Owen Grady's character. He just works so much better as a dad, I guess. I don't know. I just really love, I really liked his vibe of like, I'm going to just shut up and listen to the women in my life and try and save people. Like that's, I was like, there we go. He, he, he doesn't, he didn't, he never worked as like thinking he was better than everyone, you know, Werner Herzog character style, but, and yeah, I was so, uh, oh, and the, you know, going back to Ellie for a moment. You know, in many ways, I think Grant's storyline is maybe the least consequential as far as like the overall plot. But so often in these films, so often in stories in general, you know, I think of like Rachel McAdams and the first Doctor Strange. I mean, you could think of so many examples of where, you know, the love interest is truly is is the emotional support for the main character. And, you know, there's value into that role as well, too. But too often it's, you know, you get I mean, especially in movies and in a lot of Marvel movies and stuff, you you just get these like amazing actors who just kind of have nothing to do, but be like, Oh, you can do it. Insert blank hero here. And what I love about Jurassic world dominion is that grant is the emotional support love interest for Dr. Ellie Saller for, you know, Sam Neill is, is playing it so wonderfully as like, I don't, you know, this idea that he's kind of been pining over Elliot totally tracks like, you know, a big question I kept asking, I kept thinking about was like, how do, how do Emily and, and, uh, Colin see the ending of, of Jurassic Park three? And I think it really informs the state of where Ellie and Grant are at and this. And yeah, ultimately that Grant is on the journey because he cares about Ellie. You know, a type of flirting in Jurassic movies is like, I read your articles, you know, like, and I love this idea that Grant, I mean, obviously Grant is there for his own, you know, ultimately he wants to do the right thing. I think that's part of Grant and who he is, you know, that's truly who he is at the core. But I love that he's basically there to sort of give strength and validation to Ellie Sattler, because this is, you know, this is her mission that she invited him on. And that just was so cool. And so I just love Dr. Ellie Sattler so much. And I love the way Laura Dern plays her as, you know, clearly, you know, she's a woman who's who's had it all, you know, she was traumatized by the dinosaurs, but in ways that, you know, didn't prevent her from moving on with her life. You know, you think about Grant, who was stuck in the past in JP3, and you think about Malcolm, who kind of sobered up, you know, at, you know, in the lost world, in the sense that like, okay, now that my family is uh, uh, involved, I can't take the risks anymore kind of thing. And so, I mean, you know, isn't it funny that, uh, you know, we get two big franchises where the main woman of the original trio has never stopped working. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I think about General Leia, you know, Luke ran away, Han ran away, General Organa, she was at the center of it all, leading the rebellion at the end of the day. And that's Ellie Sattler. She's the one who's leading the charge. You know, she was there from the beginning and she has knowledge that can be put to good use and has the personal connections as well to make it so. And I mean, that was the thing I loved about the world building in Jurassic World Dominion. I love the idea 
that the CIA is recruiting people who got involved with dinosaur, you know, who worked at Jurassic World. I really appreciated the Jake Johnson and Lauren Lapkus cameos. I let like I knew that Colin wanted to have Jake Johnson in this and have him come back. And hopefully there's room for that in the future. But I was like especially touched seeing Lauren in there as well, too. I mean, I adore her. And, you know, I've, she's been on this podcast and I've worked with her a bunch and I'm such a big fan of hers. So that was a really cool surprise. And I'm very uh, I'm very glad that Colin and Emily decided to do that. I mean, what else I loved about this movie? I loved Zia and Franklin coming back. I love that they're uh, like their roles are perfect in this movie. Like, um, you know, I think. I mean, this Jurassic Jurassic World Dominion is such a different Jurassic movie because it has so many returning characters. So you really have to balance all that. But I think it was handled beautifully. I feel like their amount of screen time was exactly how much those characters needed for this film. And I love that we got them because, you know, in another Jurassic movie, they would just be new characters and it would just be like, all right, here's Greg and Sally. And it's like, no, I love that, you know, after the events of Fallen Kingdom, I think Zia and Franklin got like like Claire earned a little bit of loyalty from them, you know, in that sense. And it makes sense that they would help her as much as they did in this film. It it totally tracks for me. And, you know, uh, I, you know, let's talk about Claire. I love Claire. I love her so much. I love when movies put their main heroes through hell, you know, it's still Claire's movie in a big way. Although, you know, I will say that Jurassic World Dominion, like Jurassic Park is truly an ensemble film. You know, when you think about the original Jurassic Park, it's Alan, you know, his story is truly the one, you know, like Ellie in this film, like I think Alan's story is, is the one driving the plot in Jurassic Park in many ways. But then you have Ellie and Ian and Hammond, you know, kind of being the other tiered. I think in this movie, it's Dr. Ellie Sattler. And then you have Claire and Owen and Macy sort of, all kind of fighting for the top spot as, you know, sort of main character, if you will, or whatever, or, you know, sitting there together as main characters. In some ways, there was a little bit of sacrificing of Claire's overall story, or or that, that's not true. I would say it's, it's, they sacrificed a little bit of her personal story, I think, for the overall story in that regard. But watching the movie again and again, like you, you really feel Claire coming into her own and that's the thing it's like you know for for me when it comes to criticizing stuff it's like wanting more is not a criticism wanting more is exactly when when something leaves you wanting more it's done it right because that's the whole point it's you're like this is so good i want more of it i just uh, like for me that's i i kept saying afterwards you know like you know the last week or so it's been really fun uh you know i was kind of getting a little bit sick here there just you know thankfully not covid but um, you know, so I was taking it easy a little bit more than maybe I wanted to. But, you know, in the times getting to hang out with Faith and seeing Caleb and Judy, Krista, you know, everyone at Chaos Theorem and Jurassic Outpost, like, and, and obviously chatting with Perry a bunch about this movie and texting with people, you know, and going on Twitter and the Facebook group and everything. Every moment in this movie, every setting, every place they go, it's like, I want to spin off here. I want to spin off there, you know, like, uh, and, you know, let's talk about Lewis Dotson. Let's talk about Malcolm and Ramsey Cole, because I loved that storyline as well so much, you know, and I think I think Perry brings up a good criticism in the sense that you want you want people to know that, you know, Dotson was, you know, the one who hired Nedry and and, you know, took down Jurassic Park. But 
you know, it, it's, an, it, it's an interesting situation where it's like nobody knows that. Literally, it's this secret sin that Dotson has inside of him. And I think there's acknowledgement of it. And, you know, part of me wishes for the sort of maybe overblown drama moment of like in that scene where Malcolm is chewing Dotson out. And it's like, and oh, didn't you know that he was the one who, you know, sent Nedry, you know, but it just would have been there. There would have been so much to explain. And I just don't think it's really relevant to the current drama. I think the, I think the point of making, I mean, and I, I mean, I don't want to say I totally called it, but making Dotson this sort of weird love child of uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates to be some like weird free, like he's obviously like channeling all like this sort of uh, tech bro CEOs. Like he's got kind of a weird Zuckerbergian snakeness to him that I like was truly de- delightful. And the more I watched uh, uh, Campbell Scott as Lewis Dotson, the more I like love this villain. It's truly one of my favorite villains in this entire franchise, for sure. I think he did Dotson justice and almost took it beyond because, you know, obviously Michael Crichton was showing us a villain at the time in that era. But I feel like for a villain to thrive in the modern day, for somebody to be allowed that much access to dinosaurs, like you can't just be a sleazy, you know, you can't be a sleazy double dealing kind of guy to win over people like that. I think I think when Emily and Colin made him more of like an Apple Bill Gates kind of thing, like that makes more sense in the modern era. And I think that totally worked for me. And again, like this, I want to see this whole, like this idea, like I I love that they spent time with this. And the fact that we got a two hour and 20 minute Jurassic film really, I think speaks to the quality overall of the film and the idea that we're going to get character moments. We're going to get quiet moments. We're going to get, interactions that you normally wouldn't see if this movie was two, you know, two hours. I think this was such a deeper character. There's just so much more character in this movie as, in regards to like allowing us to see the thought process and see those things. And yeah, just like the moment where like Ramsey Cole is like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm betraying my mentor because he is, he's a villain, you know, like I love that. And yeah, to Malcolm's storyline, I, you know, it's, it's, what do you do with that kind of person who's like, always right, always right, always right. And it's like, well, yeah, they give up. And I love that they played with that notion. Like, I love that this idea that you think that Malcolm has finally, you know, like, like he says in the movie, it's like, you just squander the time and, you know, you stop trying to fight. And I, I like that there's pressure from both sides in the sense that Ellie Sattler is somebody who never gives up. That's always been a big part of her character. And then you have the hope for the future in Ramsey. And so I like that that kind of put pressure on both sides of Malcolm to be like, okay, I'm going to do the right thing. And that was really cool. And that was really special to see. And yeah, I don't know. I just really, I was really impressed with everything. I was really like, oh, this is, you know, I, I Emily uh, responded on Twitter, like with a resounding hell yes, where I was like, with uh when i was talking about the ambitions of dominion i think it's the most ambitious jurassic film period that that like can't be denied like what it's trying to do what it's trying to say you know it's from inception where tom hardy you know pulls out the huge gun he's like don't be afraid to dream a little bigger darling like this film just had such a again it was it was you know it was michael crichton techno thriller with the giddiness of the fast and the furious saga and you know 
I, I would love to chat more about what doesn't work for people because obviously, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and like say this. Obviously, I haven't been saying this movie's perfect. There's definitely things I would change or some things I would want to see more of, you know, even though I don't think that's criticism. But, like, you know, things that I want, like would want more reinforced or whatever. But I, I am really curious to know what people like because it, you know, I think a lot of the uh, you know, more of the bad faith reviews and things like that. It's just like, well, are you even watching the movie? Like, we all go in with expectations, but I, in some ways, maybe I was blessed that a lot of uh, shit and things were going on in my life that I just didn't have time to really th- think about, you know, and that was, I mean, that was my sad part was I felt like I didn't get to participate in the lead up as much, but in many ways, I true like Perry asked me, like, as we're sitting down to watch the movie, she's like, what do you want from this movie? And I was just like, I don't know. I just want to like know that this movie is giving the material the respect it deserves. And I think it, I think it totally is way better and way way deeper and way more thoughtful than anything I could have hoped. You know, this is not just a small island on a story. There small story on an island. Like this isn't just about dinosaurs. Obviously the original Jurassic Park wasn't just about dinosaurs, but I think this movie really is about the carelessness of science and how that can hurt people. And I think that's such a great continuation of Jurassic Park's story. You know, if Jurassic Park was about the hubris of man, Jurassic World Dominion is even scarier. It's about the carelessness of man. And about many ways, you know, what Malcolm has said, you you package it and you put on a plastic lamp watch and hey, you want to sell it. You want to sell it. I'm not going to bang the, my desk, even though I really want to. Um, and so I felt like in all the ways, this movie really just reinforces those themes and just gets to the heart of like why we love dinosaurs, like why we're in all of them but also it's it's you know why they're terrifying and yeah i don't know i and this movie just gave us so much new iconic imagery like i can't stop thinking about flaming swarms of locusts i can't stop thinking about ellie sattler dual wielding tasers that is just like forever is one of the coolest things i've ever seen and, you know, getting, um, you know, the terrorists, getting the Quetzalcoatlus, there we go, getting the Quetzalcoatlus flying over the plane. And hey, like, let's talk about Kayla Watts. Like, seriously, this movie, for, for a movie that is filled with, you know, you know, this, this trio that I love and, you know, Claire, who Claire and Macy, who I really love, and even Owen, who I've come to really appreciate. This movie gave us new characters that were so fascinating and interesting. Kayla Watts, our bisexual queen, love her so much. Dewanda Wise gave such a fun, fun performance, such a such a meaningful meaningful arc, and like such a small amount of time. It was just so cool, and and Malta like one of the best action sequences in any movie I've ever seen. Like the way it was able to go, like the evolution of it from like. You know, human on dino, dino on dino, human on human, like the way that it would like weave in and out of all that stuff and get personal and get big, but never, never lose the tension was so cool. Uh, I've, I'm literally, I'm looking at my, uh, there's like a little um, side desk thing that I have. And I, I recreated this scene with Sayona Santos and Claire, you know, uh, Claire having the taser. You don't use it on people. And like Sayona Santos was such a Deach and Lockman did such a great job. Like Scott Hayes uh, as um, Rain Delacourt and Sayona Santos. And like, again, continues the tradition of great Jurassic villains. Both of them almost felt like 
just villains in other parts of the Crichton verse or the universal verse, you know, like I could see Sonia Santos being a character in a Fast and the Furious film. I could see Scott, like DJ, or, uh, uh, Scott Hayes's character being a villain in like a different Crichton novel, like Congo or something like that. And yeah, I just, it just, everything just mostly, you know, 90% worked on me. I really loved everything. And I want to jump back and forth and compare, you know, to other franchises but i just think this is how you do a legacy sequel you don't make your you know you don't make you don't drag out these old people and just have them look worried and sad the whole time what i loved about this film is that our our trio weren't stuck in the past they were they had new stories and new concerns and new things that they were worried about and even if they were stuck in the past the point was that they had to move on you know grant couldn't live in the glory days and and admitted as such to Ellie. And I love that that was such a big part of that story was that like, yeah, like you think I'm out here like living the high life, but like I'm fucking broke, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like I love uh, it just it was just so good. I loved it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, I could go on and on and on. And I I mean, Beta returning to blue at the end, that was like very homeward bound to me. I don't know. I and again, the the Macy and Charlotte story was so I think Wu was definitely in love with Charlotte that there was something there was, you know, not in love with her, maybe literally, but just in love with her mind. And I love that that was a big focus of like part of this movie's theming. And yeah, I. I will say like as somebody where it's like, I love certain movies, but it's like, sometimes I love movies where like, I'm a Jurassic Park fan. I'm going to love everything. And, you know, I can, I can talk about that in that way, but I just don't feel like I have to be apologetic for Jurassic World Dominion. I think it's a great film. I I think it's a film that I'm going to rewatch again and again. Any, any of the issues that I had with it are just stuff that like, you know, every, nothing's perfect. You know, there's, you know, I mean, (laughs) well, Jurassic Park's perfect, I guess. I don't know. Thanks everyone. Uh, I missed you guys. What's been nice is I've had the, the Facebook group has been really nice to be able to continue and like share my thoughts and feelings. And yeah, let's, let's keep doing this. I want to hear what you're thinking. I want to know how you felt again. I want to know, you know, what you, what you didn't like, what you liked. Um, and yeah, where are we going to go from here? Jurassic World Dominion in many ways felt like a new beginning. It felt like, like I am so jazzed. Uh, right now i want more jurassic more than ever it's not that we've moved beyond the need for jurassic park obviously i will always love it and will always like that's gonna be my heart but like there's just 
there's just so much I want to explore now in this world where dinosaurs are everywhere. So thanks everyone. And I will talk to you again very soon. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.